It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing right now, whether you're listening to the show, watching it on YouTube, or whatever it is, however you're listening, participating, enjoying it right now, thank you, I do appreciate it. I'm John Corrales, I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book I'm showing you on the YouTube channel. It's a... A nice trip, I think, down Celtics uh, history, going right back to the beginning, looking at every single player in Celtics history, trying to pick 12 team, twelve guys to make uh, a Celtics all-star team. And, uh, you know, I think I did an okay job. It's, it's more history book than it is a debate in a lot of ways, but there's some fun debates in this as well. People are buying it for their, their, their dads. Uh, I've signed a lot of Happy Father's Day messages for people, so you can buy one. Uh, JohnCorrales.com for 30 bucks. I will get one out to you ASAP for dad, birthday gifts, all of that stuff. Great job. Great gift for, for everybody. So this episode is going to be all about Kemba Walker. It's about the, the Kemba Walker question. And aside from hiring a new coach, it's going to be maybe the biggest thing facing Brad Stevens as the new president of basketball operations. The Kemba Walker question is a very complicated one. It's nuanced. It's not as simple as just saying, here's, you know, we got to get rid of them or we got to keep them. It's, it's a, it's, it's complicated. And there are a lot of different ways that this can go. A lot of, a lot of different possibilities behind it. So I'm going to try to tackle all of them here. So, First of all, the the issue I got to make sure that people understand that this is a, mostly a tax issue for the Celtics because they're going to be over the cap, they're going to be over the tax, and I think next season it's just a matter of by how much they're over the tax. And there's one very simple thing that can happen, uh, and this could be a non-question for Brad Stevens. It could be done, taken care of. Very simple. Hey, Wick, can you? Do you mind paying a bigger luxury tax bill this season? I've talked about this on the show before. You go to Wick Grosbeck, you say, can you can you afford a bigger tax bill this year? If he says, yeah, you know what? We feel that Kemba Walker is important. We feel like we've seen him do important things, and we're going to 
figure out the rest, the Evan Fournier stuff, the, you know, what to do with the trade player exception and, you know, whatever other tinkering around the edges, we think we've got a great team here. So yeah, we'll pay, we'll pay a little extra for this team. If he says that, then it's no problem. Then it doesn't matter what he's paid. The Celtics are willing to pay it. It's not going to impact them. It's another point here. This is a really important point right now. Whatever happens with Kemba Walker, keep him, don't keep him. It doesn't impact their ability to sign another player. So we cannot, after all of this, say keeping Kemba Walker means we could not sign Lonzo Ball. People are calling for Lonzo Ball or whichever free agent is out there. Keeping Kemba Walker, trading Kemba Walker for nothing, whatever it is, it's not going to change Boston's ability to sign anybody. They cannot sign free agents, uh, at least not the the big-time free agents. They don't have the cap space. They won't have the cap space no matter what. They won't have the cap space, okay? Unless they go full, absolute teardown to the studs, but even then, it's still not going to be enough cap space. They've got Jason Tatum making his money. And if he makes an all NBA team, it's going to be even more money. You've got Jalen Brown and combined right now. They're, they're on the books. For what? 52, 53 million. And that's going to go up even higher if Tatum makes, uh, an all NBA team. So you've also got Marcus smart on the books, Tristan Thompson, Romeo Langford. You've got You've got slots in there for they don't have a full roster. There's cap holds in there, fake numbers that count against the cap. All of these things together, they will not give the Celtics enough money to sign somebody. Uh, The Celtics will not have the capability of using their full mid-level exception because that will hard cap them. We have to understand going into this entire exercise, the Celtics cannot hard cap themselves like they did last year. They cannot execute a sign and trade for somebody. They can sign and trade Evan Fournier, for example, and send him out, but they cannot sign and trade for Lonzo Ball, for example. They cannot do that because that will hard cap them and the Celtics will be making too much, spending too much money. It, it, I would even say that at that point, depending on what moves are being made, what what's still on the roster uh, it may not even be allowed because if the Celtics are hard capped by the result of the deal, then in, in their salary is over the hard cap line. The, t- the league will not allow it. It'll be rejected from the, by the league. So the Celtics cannot sign and trade for somebody. It's not going to happen. Even if the sign and trade is for a $2 million guy that still hard caps them. Again, you can send out players in a sign and trade. It doesn't matter if you're sending them out. That doesn't hard cap you by receiving them. It does by giving the full mid-level exception, like they did to Tristan Thompson, that will hard cap them. Now, Tristan Thompson doesn't, that was for the season in which he was signed. So he, even though if he's still on the roster, that doesn't mean that they're hard capped, but giving out the full mid-level again this year would mean that they were hard capped. So they're not going to do that. They're going to use the taxpayer one, which we'll have to wait and see what the numbers are, but somewhere around 5 million. So these are important things to know upfront that no matter what happens with Kimball Walker. So whatever people decide, whatever you think, whatever, when, when I lay all this out, whatever path you want to go, doesn't matter. The Celtics are not, it's not going to cost the Celtics the ability to sign a free agent. Cause it's not going to happen no matter what. 
uh, and the Celtics can't turn around. If you're trying to come up with moves for Kemba Walker, it cannot involve a player coming back via sign and trade. So it can't be like what the Celtics did to get Kemba Walker with, with Terry Rozier and Kemba Walker, both basically being sign and trades for each other. All right. Got that. We good. We got the whole, the whole thing. Basically now, Brad Stevens has all of these things in his in his you know, on his desk. He knows the limitations. He has to figure out what to do with Kemba Walker. Now, again, if they can keep him, if Wick pays it, not a problem. Then he becomes expensive, sure, but a six man potentially, a guy who's very valuable. Okay, he can still play. Forget about if if they are willing to pay the tax. Forget about it. Don't worry about how much money he's being he's he's being paid because it doesn't matter. And if they want to use him as a six man and not have him finish games and not have him be there at the start of games and, and kind of maximize the 30 plus 32 minutes that he's going to play, then that could be an option. Then the Celtics have Tatum and Brown and, and Marcus smart theoretically. And and you resign Evan Fournier and yeah, they're an expensive team, but if Wick's going to pay the tax, then fine, then fine. So, and you, you, I've mentioned this before and someone said $36 million, uh, six man, would you crazy? It doesn't matter if the Celtics are willing to pay that, that salary, then yeah, whatever, whatever he's paid, he's paid. That's, that's how it is. And why, why would they keep him? Why would they be willing to do that? It's because they, they can't sign somebody else. It's because if they maybe scan the trade market, they, uh, don't see somebody on the horizon that can maybe they can get somebody in return. Maybe the teams with cap space aren't willing to take a salary that big, no matter what you offer them, no matter what you pay them. So maybe they'll have to just adjust and say, all right, this is, this is how we're going to roll with it. We're going to pay, we're going to pay this tax this year. They're paying the tax anyway. They're going to pay the tax anyway. It's just going to be a bigger tax bill. So if they can't, if they don't like the result of moving Kimball Walker, then they keep Kimball Walker and they just become an expensive team. I don't know that that's likely. I really don't know that that's likely. Uh, I say that kind of flippantly and say, uh, you know, I'm spending Wick Grosbeck's money. Very easy for people like me to spend a team owner's money. That's, you know, that's, that's easy for me to do, but I don't know what the Celtics ownership group is going to be willing to do. Historically, they have not been willing to do something like this. It's just, we can put it out there. And, and there may be a discussion to be had at some point here about the Celtics ownership group. You know, depending on how this season goes and what moves Brad Stevens is forced to make uh, and, and how much of that is just straight salary stuff. So that's the baseline here. The Celtics might keep Kemba Walker. He's a good player, okay? Yes, the knee issues, but he's a full off season, a full, you know, it's it's June now. You've still got July, August, September, October, four full months of, re, not rehab, but strengthening, going through, um, instead of that short turnaround like that they had, four full months to strengthen, get off his feet for a while, go through a, a plan, go through all of that stuff. Like that, that is going to be beneficial to him. The Celtics have a plan. You don't play him in back-to-backs. 
you limit his minutes, you keep him to like 32, 30, 32, somewhere in that range for the first five months of the season. Then you slowly ramp him up. You probably can't go past 36, 38 anymore, but that's still plenty. They know the plan. They can use that plan and have it work. No COVID next year, we hope. Nothing crazy anyway. Hopefully these guys get vaccinated. Hopefully there's a a you know less chance of of guys catching it. Um none of these crazy stretches in the schedule next year. It's going to be a little better. A little bit easier to work with Kemba Walker in that role. So, if he stays, fine. If they want him to stay, fine. It feels like it might be more likely that he's going to go. So up next, the next two segments, trading him for nothing, trading him for something. Later on, I'm going to get into the something that he might be traded for. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Hey, Credit Karma, I've been using Credit Karma for a while to make my, you know, help me make my better financial decisions. When I came out of college, I was in rough financial shape, just like a lot of people who come out of college. I had struggled to pay my loans. I wasn't making a whole lot of money. And I had to kind of rethink my financial plan. And Credit Karma has been a part of my kind of planning for a while. Now, Credit Karma has a brand new checking account where you can actually win cash reimbursements for making purchases. It's the Credit Karma Money Spend account. When you use your Credit Karma Credit Karma Money Debit Card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back into your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements. There are no overdraft fees. Free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th, today, June 8th, and June 30th, you will automatically be entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma money progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for a free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. You can use some of that money maybe that you get back from Instant Karma to buy something new for your car. Whatever it is, whether you need to fix something in your engine, whether you need new wipers or new floor mat, go to rockauto.com. I've been telling you about rockauto.com for a while. It's an easy way to save money. This whole, all of these ads here are about saving you money, okay? Uh, Rock Auto is a family business that's geared towards treating people the right way. They don't have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. That seems silly. Uh, Their prices are the same, reliably low. They don't change based on what the market will bear. Also silly. 
And because they can save you all of that time and uh, convenience, they can also save you money on the same parts that you would get at a chain store for much more. Don't waste your time with that drive. Don't waste your time with that person behind the counter. Don't waste your time by taking whatever it is that person pulled off of their very limited inventory at whatever location that you went to. Go to rockauto.com. Your catalog is very easy to navigate. And I'm pretty sure that when you go, you're going to buy something. When you do, write Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us box, so they know we sent you. That's the only way they know, by writing Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us box. It's an amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com have you subscribed to the locked on celtics podcast yet you can wherever podcasts exist and you can follow us on spotify Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season and this postseason. And if you missed it, the Brooklyn Nets looked just wow. Wow. Might be adding Mike Budenholzer to the coaching search. Uh, and hey, Brad Stevens is looking for a new coach. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't be hiring Budenholzer. The, too many, too many questions here about his postseason handling uh, and coaching. But that that was. There's a lot going on there. Uh, that that Milwaukee defense, whew, just gave up open shot after open shot. Um, it's kind of wild, you know. That Milwaukee defense is geared towards giving up the least efficient shot in basketball, and Brooklyn has some guys who are just completely deadly at making the least efficient shot in basketball. Those mid-range jumpers are just destroying Milwaukee. Whew. Okay. Don't feel so bad about that loss to, to Brooklyn. In fact, the Celtics won game three. Uh, they might be the only, that might be the only loss for Brooklyn that whole, <laughs> this whole run. In the meantime, the Celtics still trying to figure out what to do here with Kemba Walker and two options here. If you're going to move Kemba Walker, one is the, the deal for a traded player exception. This is, this is going to be tough, but it's there, there could be part of a, a bigger plan here. And I'm trying to figure out this is without knowing what Brad Stevens kind of thinking is not sure which way we're going to, we're going to see this go, but, I'm looking at either big swing or are they tinkering around the edges? What does Brad Stevens see this team as? Does he see this team as Tatum and Brown are like this close and they are uh, on the verge of like Tatum's on the verge of an MVP type of year and, and Jalen is on the verge of like legit, you know, perennial all-star you're, you're, you're looking at him as a, a number two option that can be a, as good uh, possibly as a number one on some other teams. So if he sees that and he says, all right, those two guys can do the job. We just need to build the right pieces around those two. Then, Hey, maybe he makes the argument for Kemba to stay, or maybe he starts to look for the deals that bring in complementary pieces and starts to build a team around those two that can 
that can compete and be a contender that way. They can build a contender that way. That's for sure. I think, I think with those two stars, with the right mix around them, you can do it. But if he wants to take the big swing, I have a feeling if he wants to take the big swing, he might try trading Kemba Walker for nothing. And this is going to be tough because there are very few teams out there with the cap space to, to absorb Kemba Walker. One of those teams happens to be the New York Knicks. And that could be an interesting thing where I don't know if the Celtics want to help the Knicks, but you know, I don't know how much that helps the Knicks, but sending Kemba Walker home, certainly not, uh, you're, you're, you know, you want to look like you're doing right by him, right? You, Boston has to move him. You have the option of sending him home. If New York is into it and the cost isn't too much, you know, take, you pay them a first rounder or, a couple of second rounders and, and they take Kemba and he's off the books and you get a $36 million traded player exception. Great. Then you deal with it. You say, okay, fine. New York gets a good player, but it's, you got bigger pictures in mind and you don't have to worry about, is this person in the division, is this team in the division in the East and the whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, Oklahoma city would be an option. I think San Antonio has the potential uh, San Antonio is an interesting team there, but if the Celtics can move Kimball Walker for nothing and move him to a place that is he's cool with, then they don't they don't look as bad, you know. The the whole and 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 Brad Stevens, like I said yesterday, he does have a pass because it's not Danny Ainge doing this. But look, you you still there there are free agents out there, there are agents who are watching how the Celtics do business. You just, you want to see if you can, if you have the opportunity to do right by a player. So why, if they trade him for nothing and get this traded player exception, why is that part of the, the big swing? Because that allows the Celtics to go for just about anybody in the league, aside from like the top 10 players who aren't going to be traded anyway. But if the Bradley Beals, of the world aren't committed to Washington anymore, you know, or their teams. If there's a a disgruntled star out there that is, you know, potentially looking to move, then look, the Celtics have a traded player exception that that could work. Now, one of those guys, I'm going to stop you before you even start. Damian Lillard makes 39 million. He's like one of those guys that doesn't fit. I don't think Damian Lillard is going to get traded. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, but, but the ability to have that traded player exception to absorb a player from the other team makes it so you don't have to directly match the salaries like you normally would. There are going to be ways for them to absorb the player that they're trying to get. And you don't have to throw in bad salary. You don't have to say, Hey, you have to take. Tristan Thompson and be like, I don't want Tristan Thompson or whomever else the Celtics have in there. Uh, Marcus, I don't know who else is the, would fit that bill with, with the Celtics, but you just don't have to add players that they don't want. You can absorb, you can bring that guy in. You can send other guys out separately in their own non-simultaneous trades. That's what this is called. Uh, you, you can send them out in, in, a, in a separate trade and you can work it so you can make the deal happen without 
directly matching. And so getting that big traded player exception to me feels like that that's part of the, the big swing. Now on, on top of that, if they don't re-sign Evan Fournier and they're able to sign and trade him away, they get another traded player exception in the amount of his first year salary. It's like making the, the Gordon Hayward thing kind of kick the can down a little, the road a little bit. If you let Fournier go, you get a traded player exception for Fournier. Now you have Walker, uh, Kemba Walker's big traded player exception to absorb the player. You have an $11 million traded player exception from the Hayward deal that's still left over. You have the Evan Fournier traded player exception. And now you've got, you can't combine them, but you've got a lot of ways to trade for role players from other teams. And one way to start accumulating the assets to start making the deal that one of these players on the, you know, or disgruntled star, uh, one of the teams that a disgruntled star is on, you use the traded player exception to start trying to acquire players that maybe don't make sense for the Celtics necessarily, but are desirable players that another team could want. And if you see Brad Stevens start to do that, and you're like, how does this guy fit? I don't get how this guy fits. We moved Kemba Walker to get this? Like, what? We let Evan Fournier go to get this? To me, that would be a signal of acquiring the little pieces that when you add them all up, another team would be like, yeah, we could use a... We could use this. We could use these this this group of players. This is an acceptable haul for a disgruntled star, and we'll take it. And if you can work it out where you don't have to match exactly, and you can absorb that player in into the Kemba Walker traded player exception, now you've got your three stars, and you just fill the blanks in around them. Hopefully, the guys that you give up, you get to keep. Uh, Nee Smith or Langford, those guys can be somebody that is is uh, acceptable as a role player or maybe one of the guys that you trade for fills a blank. Maybe uh, whomever you draft 16th this year fills a blank. But that to me is the trade Kemba uh, for nothing as part of the preparing for a big swing discussion. It could be wrong, but uh, that's how I see it right now. Up next, the players. Okay. Instead of trading Kemba for just nothing and creating that TPE, is there a deal out there with players? So you, I, I'll run down the maybe keep Evan Fournier and now try to fill the the rest of the bench with Kemba Walker's return. I'll do that when I come up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season now in full swing. Sell, uh, the, the Red Sox just swept the Yankees. That was cool for all you Red Sox fans. Sorry, Yankees fans. Sorry, Kemba Walker, who's just talking about um, Obviously, the NBA playoffs are still going on. Uh, I don't know what the spread on game three between Bucks and, and Nets is going to be, but that's going to be huge. So head on over. Check it out to, uh, at Bet Online. Use your laptop. Use your mobile device. Check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, contest information. One sign-up bonus you're getting right now, promo code Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up and make your first deposit. So you sign up for free. You use the promo code Locked On. You make a deposit, 100 bucks. $50 welcome bonus. That's how the 50% welcome bonus works. So $200 first deposit, $100 welcome bonus. 
That's how it works. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as all of these teams make their deep playoff runs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. trying to think of some ways that Kemba Walker could be moved for players and how the Celtics could get somebody useful out of another team. So what's that team going to be? Well, it's going to be a team that is in a situation where they need help, want help, need to make some decisions, are out of options. So could the Celtics go to a team that's given up a bunch of their first round picks, who's given up most of their players. Kemba is still a good player, but not really as valuable as a guy who making $36 million might be. Maybe one of these teams out there could see Kemba Walker as a good third piece and be interested. So I, I looked around. There are couple of teams that might make sense. A couple that are like, eh. Now, I'm not going to say Porzingis. I don't think Porzingis is the way to go. I think Porzingis is basically tall Kemba. You're you're looking at a guy with a a tough injury history. You're looking at a really, I know he's a freakish athlete, but he's, you know, as a perimeter guy that size that puts a lot of pressure on his joints, on his lower body. He always seems to end up banged up. He makes close to what Kemba makes, and he's under contract for one more year. That does not interest me at all. I'm not, I don't want it. I'm not suggesting it. Please don't. I don't think that makes any sense for the Celtics. It's basically trading for tall Kemba. You might as well keep short Kemba because you know what you got, and it's it's done after after the following season at the very least. So maybe you you keep Kemba this year and move into next summer after he picks up his player option and you do this whole song and dance again. But no, no thank you for Kristaps Porzingis. If the Celtics are going to do that and get a guy in here that is making similar money to uh, Kemba with one more year, uh, I'm, I'm looking at, and I don't know that they're going to do this. I don't know if this makes sense, but is CJ McCollum available? I don't think he's going to be available, but if you're spending this much money on a guard, he's a little bit bigger than Kemba. He's a little bit younger than Kemba. He is a lot more reliable injury wise than Kemba. And he at least plays, you know, some defense. So if Portland, if now they've said Neil Olshay has said 
They're not trading CJ. They're not trading Dame. I'm not suggesting any trades for Dame, even though somebody out there might have written something that says the Celtics can. No, I don't think so. I think Dame is staying. Unless Dame says he wants out, um, CJ would be the guy that Portland would move. I'd call. I'd see. Uh, that deal works straight up. They could say, hey, we'll we'll take it. We'll get off of that deal for, you know, one year earlier. They might That might interest them. You can you can put Kemba Walker out there and see how he works with Damian Lillard. Frankly, I don't think Portland says yes to that deal. But I wanted to say it just to say it because it Portland is a team that's sort of in that position. If they value Kemba, if they think that Kemba can be that guy and um, they think that he can work with Dame, I don't know. But it's it's – I say this knowing that it's it's more far-fetched. Really, the two teams, to me, that fit the bill that could, could possibly want to move on from certain people and could possibly be looking for some help, I'll start with the Lakers. The Lakers, first-round exit. Um, and I, I'm still not – I'm still iffy on on whether the Lakers would want to do it. The deal would cost them KCP, Kuzma, and like Alfonso McKinney to make the money work. Um, so it's a three for one. Kuzma had a decent season, had a, a terrible series, but he's tall and plays the wing and can maybe in the right system, maybe with a change of scenery, be a little bit more productive, uh, playing him alongside. Tatum and Brown. I know he was playing alongside LeBron and AD, but it's it's guys that are more his age and and guys who kind of need need to rely on Kuzma rather than okay, my thing didn't work, his thing didn't work. Okay, Kuz, you go do your thing. Um, so and and KCP has value. Um, he is under contract for just looking at the contractual situation here. He's under contract for one more season at 13 million and then not uh, it's a non-guaranteed year. Kuzma is at 13, 13 and then a player option for 13. And then McKinney is non-guaranteed uh at a basically the minimum 1.9 next year. So that's not a big deal. You guarantee that and you can get off his book uh, get him off the books next year. So basically the play there would be for Kyle Kuzma. Again, not great, but we're not expecting a ton of value for for Kemba Walker. What you could do is if you want to flip Kuzma and keep KCP and see if he can be a, a good role player. Now KCP can hit the sh- can hit shots, he can defend. Uh that that's a guy that could have a valuable role. And Kuzma could be a guy that you turn around and you flip to a team, maybe a younger team that is willing to take a flyer on him. And and see if they can get get more out of him. So just because you trade for these guys doesn't mean you have to keep all of these guys. You can flip one of those guys and keep the other. And the net effect would be you trade thirty six million for ultimately if you flip Kuzma or if you flip KCP, you're 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 adding thirteen million. So you save twenty six million dollars. That accomplishes Boston's goals. Gets gets potential role players in. And you take a look at them. Is it the best deal? No, fully admit that. It's not something that's going to work 
really well, but we're looking, we're, we're really trying to stretch this, right? Like there's no good deal here for Kimball Walker. There's, you're trying to get back a role player. If you can get one useful player out of him in, in, and send him to a situation, look, you're sending him to LA to play with LeBron. That's, that's not a bad thing. Uh, so he'd be happy. I would think to go play with the Lakers, play with Anthony Davis, play with LeBron. You know, for him, he'd have a chance at a championship. That's what he wants. You're doing right by him. Maybe you get a decent player out of it. The deal that makes makes more sense, and I think that might be the 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 one that both teams are into. It's the L.A. Clippers, which has been suggested by a lot of people. Uh, Ryan Bernadoni at Danger Cart is the first place I saw it uh, when he said Kemba Walker for Patrick Beverly and Luke Kennard, and uh, to make the money work, I would throw in Terrence Mann, who is you know young and and a guy that they could easily part with. He doesn't do much for them, and same deal. You flip Patrick Beverly and you send him to a team that'd be looking for some some defensive help, and he's at the last year of his contract. Luke Kennard comes in as a forty percent three point shooter, but a guy who's kind of been up and down with the Clippers. If the Clippers don't come out of the 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 west if they fall short of their goal again then maybe they'll be looking for another shakeup if they don't want to have Beverly and any contract situations out then you trade them if if getting rid of a couple of guys that are not particularly like huge role players on the team like you can you can try to figure out a different way to fill that that role see if you can get a ring chasing free agent to be your shooter and you know look Kemba can be the shooter you need to figure out something defensively for sure but you add Kemba to Paul George and Ka- uh, and Kawhi Leonard that that deal for Kemba Pat Beverly Luke Kennard uh, Terrence Mann that brings the Celtics, I think, some useful pieces there that they again could flip, and hey, you you see if you can get something out of Mann, and 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 maybe he can grow in a change of scenery type situation. This would this scenario would include the Celtics re-signing Evan Fournier, and the Celtics would basically believe that you can win with Tatum as your number one, making that MVP leap. Jalen Brown as your number two, who can be a number one guy on some nights. Uh, Evan Fournier can fill in as a number three and and play off of those guys. That Marcus Smart plays an important role. That Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith have important roles off the bench. And that one of these guys that I mentioned, that either Contavious Caldwell Pope or Luke Kennard can come in off the bench and provide some important help there as well. Now, look, if, if, if that plays out, if that scenario plays out and you can get useful players, you're, you're getting something in return for Kemba. Kemba's in a good situation in any of these. He's going to good teams. So it's not the worst thing in the world for him. It's, it works. It's like a win-win. And if the Celtics can get an asset, you flip Beverly or you flip Kuzma or whatever, and you get a, a draft pick out of that or a, a younger player or a, a reclamation project that maybe can, who knows, who knows what you do with that. But getting 
turning those players around into assets that you can later use could be part of a bigger plan. Who knows? But at least, at least you start restocking that, that draft capital, that, that chest, maybe, uh, uh, Brad Stevens starts to try to go down the Danny Ainge road and start compiling all of his draft picks as well. But somebody will give up, I don't know about a first for Patrick Beverly, but a couple of seconds, those have value though. It's not nothing. So don't know. It's possible. It's, it's going to be a really interesting decision-making process for Brad Stevens. Uh, I don't know. Again, I just don't know what he's going to, he's got planned. No one knows how he's going to be doing his job. No one knows what to expect out of him because he hasn't done this job before. So we have no clue if he's going to take that big swing, if he's going to take that tinkering, if he's going to be persuasive with Wick Grosbeck and say, look, I believe in Kemba. We've got to keep this guy one more season. Let's just do it. Who knows? Who knows? All of this stuff is all, at this point, feels like it's all equally possible. Uh, I think the trading Kemba is maybe just a little bit more likely. That's if I was going on to bet online and is Kemba going to be traded? Yes, I'd put my money on yes. But we're just we're we're really going down a lot of speculative routes here because we're we're flying blind with Brad Stevens. Don't know what he's going to do in this role. So I'll be here talking about it, talking about what's next with this team. Be doing it all week, every day, Monday through Friday. It's a Monday through Friday podcast, and I'm going to be keep, I'm going to keep going Monday through Friday with topics for you uh, all throughout this wild wild off season. So subscribe. Wherever, if you're new to the podcast, please subscribe. If you are curious about the YouTube thing, check it out. We're growing a lot. I appreciate those of you who have. So check out the YouTube page and share the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everybody they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.